No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today, we see where God sends a spirit of ill will between Gideon's son Abimelech and the men of Shechem. The curse of Gideon's youngest son is fulfilled. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Judges chapter 9 on Simply the Bible. Does evil ever triumph over good? An innocent person is murdered. A drunk driver collides into a family car, killing the children. A pedophile scars a child for life. Sometimes it seems like God does nothing and the guilty get off scot-free. Or do they? Gideon had 70 legitimate sons and an illegitimate son from his concubine named Abimelech. This one indiscretion in Gideon's life would have terrible repercussions. Abimelech had a boundless ambition, perhaps fueled by resentment for how he had been treated by his 70 half-brothers. He had convinced his mother's family to support his bid to be king. The men of Shechem funded Abimelech's plot to murder his 70 brothers to secure the title, even though Gideon refused to be king over Israel. The plot succeeded as Abimelech killed his 70 brothers on one stone. But Jotham, Gideon's youngest son, escaped and pronounced a curse on Abimelech and the men of Shechem that fire would come from Abimelech to consume the men of Shechem and fire would come from the men of Shechem to consume Abimelech. We pick it up in Judges 9.22. After Abimelech had reigned over Israel three years, God sent a spirit of ill will between Abimelech and the men of Shechem, and the men of Shechem dealt treacherously with Abimelech, that the crime done to the 70 sons of Jeroboam, that is Gideon, might be settled and their blood be laid on Abimelech, their brother who killed them, and on the men of Shechem who aided him in the killing of his brothers. And the men of Shechem set men in ambush against him on the tops of the mountains, and they robbed all who passed by them along that way. And it was told Abimelech. It is interesting that God would send a spirit of ill will between Abimelech and the men of Shechem. We don't usually think of God sending evil spirits, but God is sovereign over all things, and he will use everything, even Satan, to accomplish his purposes. God would settle the score for this heinous crime that Abimelech and the men of Shechem committed against Gideon's family. In his poem, Retribution, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow wrote, Though the mills of God grind slowly, yet they grind exceedingly small. Though with patience he stands waiting, with exactness grinds he all. In this case, the retribution began with treachery. Shechem was on a major trade route. As trading caravans came through, the men of Shechem would rob them. People would then avoid this route, depriving Abimelech of revenue from tariffs and tolls and ruining his reputation as a king who could effectively rule his kingdom. 
Now, Gael, the son of Ebed, came with his brothers and went to Shechem. And the men of Shechem put their confidence in him. So they went out into the fields and gathered grapes from their vineyards and trod them and made merry. And they went into the house of their God and ate and drank and cursed Abimelech. Then Gael, the son of Ebed, said, Who is Abimelech and who is Shechem that we should serve him? Is he not the son of Jeroboam? And is not Zebel his officer? Serve the men of Hamar, the father of Shechem. But why should we serve him? If only this people were under my authority, then I would remove Abimelech. So he said to Abimelech, Increase your army and come out. Gael was probably a Canaanite who saw this situation as an opportunity for personal advancement. Abimelech was living in the city of Aruma at the time. The men of Shechem put their confidence in Gael and made wine and celebrated with him. No doubt many were drunk. And Gael shot off his mouth, as men often do when under the influence of alcohol. Who is Abimelech? He said that they should serve the descendants of Hamar, the ancient founder of Shechem, who was a Hivite. Gael also spoke against Zebel, who was the official or mayor of Shechem whom Abimelech had appointed. Gael boasted that if he were in charge, he would get rid of Abimelech. When Zebel, the ruler of the city, heard the words of Gael, the son of Ebed, his anger was aroused, and he sent messengers to Abimelech secretly, saying, Take note, Gael, the son of Ebed, and his brothers have come to Shechem, and here they are, fortifying the city against you. Now therefore get up by night, you and the people who are with you, and lie in wait in the field. And it shall be as soon as the sun is up in the morning that you shall rise early and rush upon the city. And when he and the people who are with him come out against you, you may then do to them as you find opportunity. As Zebel was incensed over the stir that Gael was creating in the city, he advised Abimelech in how to deal effectively with the situation, setting an ambush in the morning. So Abimelech and all the people who were with him rose by night and lay in wait against Shechem in four companies. When Gael, the son of Ebed, went out and stood in the entrance to the city gate, Abimelech and the people who were with him rose from lying in wait. And when Gael saw the people, he said to Zebel, Look, people are coming down from the tops of the mountains. But Zebel said to him, You see the shadows of the mountains as if they were men. So Gael spoke again and said, See, people are coming down from the center of the land, and another company is coming from the diviner's terebinth tree. Then Zebel said to him, Where indeed is your mouth now with which you said, who is Abimelech that we should serve him? Are not these the people whom you despised? Go out, if you will, and fight with them now. Basically, Zebel said to Gael, Put your muscles where your mouth is. You talk big, so put up or shut up. But Zebel was leading Gael into a trap. So Gael went out leading the men of Shechem and fought with Abimelech, and Abimelech chased him. And he fled from him, and many fell wounded to the very entrance of the gate. Then Abimelech dwelt at Aruma, and Zebel drove out Gael 
and his brothers so that they would not dwell in Shechem. Abimelech soundly defeated Gael and the men of Shechem, and Gael was driven away from the city. Now, the men of Shechem probably thought the conflict was over. And it came about on the next day that the people went out into the field, and they told Abimelech. In the morning, the people went into the fields to farm their crops as they normally would. But Abimelech was waiting for them. So he took his people, divided them into three companies, and lay in wait in the field. And he looked, and there were the people coming out of the city. And he rose against them and attacked them. Then Abimelech and the company that was with him rushed forward and stood at the entrance of the gate of the city. And the other two companies rushed upon all who were in the fields and killed them. So Abimelech fought against the city all that day. He took the city and killed the people who were in it. And he demolished the city and sowed it with salt. The purpose of sowing the city with salt would be to make it barren and uninhabitable. Now, when all the men of the tower of Shechem had heard that, they entered the stronghold of the temple of the god Berith. And it was told Abimelech that all the men of the tower of Shechem were gathered together. Then Abimelech went up to Mount Zalman, he and all the people who were with him. And Abimelech took an axe in his hand and cut down a bough from the trees. And he took it and laid it on his shoulder. Then he said to the people who were with him, What you have seen me do, make haste and do as I have done. So each of the people likewise cut down his own bow and followed Abimelech, put them against the stronghold and set the stronghold on fire above them so that all the people of the tower of Shechem died, about a thousand men and women. Gideon's son Jotham had warned the men of Shechem that fire would come from Abimelech and burn them And that is exactly what happened. The city was destroyed and a thousand people were burned alive. They took refuge in the temple of an idol, but it gave them no protection. Then Abimelech went to Thebes and he encamped against Thebes and took it. But there was a strong tower in the city and all the men and women, all the people of the city fled there and shut themselves in. Then they went up to the top of the tower. So Abimelech came as far as the tower and fought against it, and he drew near the door of the tower to burn it with fire. Thebes was about 10 miles away, and the people were probably sympathetic with Shechem in their treachery against Abimelech. So as they sought refuge in the tower, Abimelech figured he would burn them as he had done in Shechem. But a certain woman dropped an upper millstone on Abimelech's head and crushed his skull. The upper millstone was about 12 to 18 inches in diameter with a hole in the middle and several inches thick. This unknown woman took her place with Deborah and Jael as female deliverers of Israel. The strongest warrior is no match for a millstone falling on his head. Then he called quickly to the young man, his armor bearer, and said to him, Draw your sword and kill me, lest men say of me, A woman killed me. So his young man thrust him through, and he died. And when the men of Israel saw that Abimelech was dead, they departed every man to his place. Abimelech's pride would not allow him to be killed by a woman, 
so he ordered his armor bearer to finish the job. Abimelech's followers quickly dispersed. Thus God repaid the wickedness of Abimelech, which he had done to his father by killing his 70 brothers. And all the evil of the men of Shechem, God returned on their own heads. And on them came the curse of Jotham, the son of Jeroboam. Does evil triumph over good? Do people get off scot-free? Not ultimately. Galatians 6-7 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he also will reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. The reason we fear God is because God repays evil in his good time. Because of our sins, we were all under the curse. But thank God that he sent his only son to be accursed for us so that we could be justified by faith in him. We who believe in Jesus Christ have passed from death to life. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next week, we'll see where Israel sins again and serves multiple gods, resulting in multiple enemies oppressing them. In their severe distress, the people cry out to God and put away their foreign gods. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Judges on Simply the Bible.